Greetings, family. Reading today for July 18th, Limitless Love with Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Don't let trouble trouble you. In Psalms 59, 16, 17 says, I will sing out loud of the mercy in the morning. I will sing out loud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Psalms 59, 16, 17. How many times have I gone to God and I said, God, where's your mercy? Where's your defense? Where's your refuge? I thought you were going to be my strength. I thought you were going to help me. And we develop a grudge against God. How many people we get in AA, they got... They're mad at God. But they don't they don't sing out loud for the mercy in the morning. Unto the Lord and <clears throat> claim that He's your strength, and I will sing. Apparently we open the door. Apparently our actions is what God sees, not our thoughts. Our actions, well, He sees our thoughts too. I will sing out loud. What is out loud to you? What is out loud to me? Out loud. I want to shout right now, but I don't want to look foolish. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out loud Acts 1:8. I have it right in front of me. It says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. To be a witness. Amen. Now I can sing that out loud. You will receive power, power. When the Spirit comes upon you. To be a witness. You know I can sing that all all day long. As uh, claiming the power of God. Singing. Or I can even sing this scripture. Psalm 59, 16, 17. Let's try to sing it. I will sing out loud of thy mercy in the morning, Lord, for you have been my defense and a refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing unto you. For God, you are my defense and the God of my mercy. Amen. You realize that we're prophesying into the future? We're prophesying a, a matter that we're going to use when we move closer into the future. Something good is about to happen to you. Happen to you. Happen to you. Something good is about to happen to you. Happen to you. Happen to you. Isn't it amazing that God instituted that we need to sing to get his benefits. But most of us, we grumble, 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 complain, 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 murmur, 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 murmur. Here we go, guys. Let's go start it from the top. Kenneth Copeland says, Don't let trouble trouble you. I will sing out loud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. 
Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Amen. Psalm 59, 16, and 17. And King David was going through some stuff. When he was going through some stuff when he wrote this. He knew where was his power and his access. When we get our eyes and focus off of God, we go through stuff. When we sing and praise him, we get stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Good stuff. Kenneth Copeland says, Every once in a while I hear someone accuse fake preachers of telling people that if they just believe God, they'll never have any more trouble. Personally, I never heard anyone preach that, and I can't imagine anyone being naive enough to believe it. As long as we're living in this world, the devil is going to be trying to mess up our lives. Jesus made that very clear when he said, In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three, New International Version. What then do people get the idea? Where do they get that idea? That those of us who preach faith claim to have trouble-free lives? I think it's because of our attitude. It's because when we were truly trusting God with a revelation of how powerful He is, He is and how greatly He loves us, we are troubled by the world that comes our way. We don't cry and sweat over it because we truly believe that Jesus has overcome it. We trust Him to defend us. We understand our covenant of love with Him. So we expect Him to use all His mighty power to protect us and see us through to victory. When I think of the fiercely protective love God for us and the boldness it inspires, I always think of a story. I heard another minister tell about a time he encountered a group of elephants on a game preserved during a visit to Africa. He and the guide who was with him moved closer to get a better look at the animals. When suddenly a huge bull elephant stepped out in front of them, threw his trunk in the air, and trumpeted a warning. He let them know if they come one step closer, he'll smash them like a grape. A split second later, they understood why standing right behind the big bull elephant was a baby elephant, and they realized the father had sensed they were a threat to the to that baby. Needless to say, they waste no time beating a hasty retreat. You know as well as I do that baby elephants was obviously to that whole interaction. Let me read that again. You know as well as I do that that baby elephant was oblivious to what the whole reaction was happening. He wasn't worried. He wasn't upset. Are you kidding? Why should he be disturbed when he has a giant of a father on his side? Why should he waste a moment in anxiety when the one who is committed to protecting him can inhaliate any enemy that comes his way? He didn't have a care. He cast him all over on his father. And he could just enjoy watching his father take care of business on his behalf. Now, that's the way we ought to be. After all, Almighty God is our Father. The Lord Jesus is our covenant brother. They promise never to leave us or forsake us. They love us with a fiercely protective love. With them on our side, why should we let trouble trouble us? 
Amen. I remember I was having trouble. Trouble at work. There was a union dispute. Half, about one third of the drivers were still driving because it wasn't our union dispute. It was the meat cutters, not the truck drivers. And we were wondering why the rest of the other drivers cowardly stopped driving. And I noticed that the people that were driving, let's say 100 truck drivers for the company that was still driving, had no fear. And I was one of them. We didn't have any fear. The other people were in fear. They're in fear of what the meat union would do to them if they don't back them up, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think the, the, the meat guys never supported the, in history. They didn't support our strikes. But we supported them like big shots. That's that's the way I got it. And it started getting hairier and hairier. You know, they were um, throwing bottles and so forth. And officially, the union had not tell us, hadn't told us to stop driving. This was just on... Anyway, um, so I got on my knees and I said, Father, I, I prayed, I said, Lord... Um, these, these people are getting real close to me and some of them are really cussing out, uh, cussing me up and down. At that time, I wasn't smoking, but I started smoking cigars just to control myself. You know, those big old giant cigars look like Kuhan Luke. And I'll take care of you, fella. But I kept it cool. And, uh, and sure enough, I was on my knees praying when a, when a, I had a vision of heaven and Jesus uh, coming down from heaven. He was about 300 feet tall. I was kneeling behind his kneel, uh, his heel. Behind his heel, just about an inch or two inch, very small, about the size of a mouse in the back of his heel. And he was just a giant of a warrior. He had, get this, long black hair. I mean, stringy hair. He looked like he was, he was a warrior 3,500 years before Jesus. That kind of warrior. Had a, a, a leather type of a skirt on. He had leather straps on his incredibly muscle legs. And, and he also had a mesh. Get this. A mesh, which is a blanket mesh, kind of like they use in the Romans, used to use to cover their hands when the other person would will slice you with a, try to slice you with a knife or a sword, that they can protect themselves. And on his right hand, he had a half a sword, like a, a dagger, like a, for us it'd be like a foot, foot and a half. It wasn't a giant sword; it was just a small, halfway dagger, metal. And it was Jesus. And you know what he said? He said. And he was standing in the military in the uh, battle stands, you know, like like he's like a football player. He's just standing like that, and with his shoulders and his hands up, and he, he know what he and he's moving around. And he said, "Who's troubling you, my son? Who's troubling you, my son?" And man, that's what I saw, folks. And that's the truth. What I've seen, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen. There was somebody trub, tr uh, troubling me, and I told the Lord about it. And I guess the next next thing I hear, four days later, I heard that that person that was uh, bugging me excessively, 
um, was in the hospital. He got he got hurt, he, you know, with his own kind. It just so happens. Another guy was troubling me. He got fired. I prayed about him. I pray, God, you bless him. You bless that kid. And uh, another truck driver, and they, they dismissed him for lying. Huh. Anyway, those are the true stories, and I can go on and on. And the ones that... Uh, that God did not hurt them or do anything to them, the Lord, I learned there was a lesson I needed to learn. I needed to thank God for the aggravated assault that was coming my way. I needed to be wiser, have more love, and 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 work on myself more. It was kind of like a growth process where the Lord says, I'm going to prune you. It's going to hurt. So that's what people, when people come at you, remember the Lord is pruning us. Just thank God. Agree with the person, which is hard to do. Say, yep, you bet. You're the judge. And you bless them. Huh. Okay? That's the best thing to do. Go around blessing people and cash cash it in. Cash it in. Come on, guys. That's what the Word of God says. We'll be blessed. We'll be blessed. Amen. Moving on to uh, Faith to Faith, our next devotional. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope I was clear on that part. A Legend in Your Own Mind by Gloria Copeland. For I say through the grace given unto me, this is Romans 12, 3. Listen up, please. For I say to you, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Ooh, that's incredible scripture, huh? For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, not to be drunk, but to think soberly, According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Do you want to know one of the secrets of staying in the will of God, of keeping yourself from getting off track? Don't overestimate yourself. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. How many times have we seen that borne out? How many times have we seen believers get into trouble because they get an overblown idea of themselves? They begin to think they're so smart that they have it all figured out. Then the next thing you know, they're thinking they have to straighten everyone else out. Instead of just letting Jesus be the head of the church, they feel like they have to step in and do the job. Once that happens, it's just a matter of time before they're flat on their faces in failure. Why? Because the Bible says... God resists the proud, 1 Peter 5, 5. Don't put yourself in a position where God has to resist you. Rate your own ability soberly. Adopt an attitude of humility. Keep a watch on yourself, and when you catch yourself getting puffed up with your own greatness, repent and remember that every good thing you enjoy and every bit of success you have you had has come by the grace of God and by his power. 
Look back on your life and see how many times you could have lost what God has given you. See how many times when you were floundering around making every mistake imaginable, his tender and precious mercy pull you through. <clears throat> Don't become a legend in your own mind. Instead, humble yourself beneath the mighty hand of God and let God do the exalting that prevents some very painful fails, falls. Amen. Additional reading is 1 Peter 5, 5 and 7, and James 4, 6 through 17. Look them up if you want. But one of the ways uh, is to agree, like I said, agree with the accuser, because it's, it is scriptural to agree with him, and you just ground it. Hey, no one's perfect. You bet. I stole it. I screwed it. You know, just relax and it's no big deal. Their words and their <clears throat> ain't worth <clears throat> they ain't worth for you to uh, to go through what we're going. It ain't worth it. You know, just thank God there's misfits out there, and there's and we're I'm a misfit. And relax, I am not in charge to be judging somebody. I am in charge to be blessing someone, especially the ones that are very. Uh, that are that didn't get their dreams fulfilled and are in the mode of hate. They don't want you getting your dreams fulfilled. They don't want you laughing and enjoying yourself. They don't want that glow because they have forfeited their growth. They're not interested. So we're not interested in trying to explain or save them. We just thank God for them Pray Psalm 23 for their lives and expect to grow from it. Expect to become more loving, more wiser, more energetic, to fix your house. Use that righteous indignation when someone accuses you to finish your goals and your projects and start saying to yourself every day in every way in Jesus' name, I'm getting better, better, and better. Prophesy to your future, prophesy to your body, prophesy to your finances. Every day in every way is getting gooder, gooder, and gooder. Every day in every way something good is about to happen. Amen. You know what? We, we charge the air with expectancy. The molecules are charged. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and strength. And what does he gives us? He gives us wisdom, power, and strength to do right. Now we have the power to do right, folks. He lives in the center of our hearts. Our souls are pleased with us, that we our body is pleased with our body, that our body said yes to Jesus. Our soul is getting fed spiritually. And the God has a residence, this temple. The temple of the living God is inside of us. That's who ta is talking to you right now. That's who's talking to you. God is talking to you through me in common sense terms. Don't take yourself too seriously. The process of, of, of spiritual growth is laughter and humor and wisdom and enjoyment and trying and trying and growth every day in every way through Jesus Christ, we are getting better, 
better and better. Sayonara. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Um, it's called I Hear His Whisper. And the title of the message, the devotion today, says the impossible is possible. I will do the impossible for you, for you are the focus of my attention and the apple of my eye. I will love you into victory until what seems to be hard becomes the way of grace and glory. The love I have for you is endless. It endures beyond the days of your life and finds its completion in eternity. My love has stepped out of heaven and stepped into your life. I will intensify your experience of my love as you seek more of me. Is there something in front of you that looks impossible? Are the hearts of others unyielding to me? Is your family surrounded by difficulty and stress? I will do the impossible for you, for my love will win the day. Song of Songs 8, 6-7, the Passion Translation. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that good word. Bless someone today with these words, Lord. We just thank you for you are the God of the impossible, Lord. There's nothing too difficult for you, Lord. So bless that person today who's hearing this this meditation, Lord. And I pray that, Father, you would light that fire today, Lord. Your fire. There be a yearning in, in their hearts to to receive more of your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.